If you're born again, it'll show. People that knew you before, knew you when, and know you now are going to be going, what in the world happened to you? You're not smoking something. You're not drinking something. You're not snorting something. You're not shooting something. And yet, look at you. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Without a vision from God, you have no real purpose. And without purpose, you're only drifting through life. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thank you for joining me. We're starting a brand new message today I'm calling Vision. It would be impossible for me to exaggerate the difference it made when I discovered God's purpose for my life. God had a plan just for me. And when that really hit me, it set my heart on fire. In today's message, we're going to discover how important it is to come into agreement with God's plan for us and that we must mingle it with faith that dares to step out. So let's go right to the message, vision. And as we do, I'm praying that God sets your own heart on fire with fresh vision for the new year. with me to read the Word of God today. And um, it's been my habit through the years to always seek God for a word for the new year. I believe that God still talks. And I believe if you'll seek Him, He'll speak to you. And since I have pastored for as long as I have, He's always given me a word for the church and for myself because we're intertwined. We're a family and we're a team. And so I sought the Lord. I said, you know, what are you saying for this turbulent, tumultuous year in our nation? And a story from the Bible kept coming to me that I've never preached on, never have. But it kept coming, and it wouldn't leave me alone. And you you can count on it. When a word keeps coming to you and won't leave you alone, God's trying to tell you something. (laughs) I love it when the word won't leave me alone. Right? So I want to just read to you, and we're going to read together, uh, 2 Kings 13, 14, and 19. I'm going to call this today, Nothing Held Back. And it's the story of Elisha, the great prophet Elisha, and he's about to go home to be with the Lord. And let's begin reading here at uh, verse 14, and I'll read it. You can just read along if you don't have your Bibles with you. But 2 Kings 13, 14 and 19. When Elisha became sick with the illness of which he was to die, Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over him and said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen, Elisha said to him, Take a bow and arrows. So he took a bow and arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. And he put his hand on the bow. Now picture this. Use your sanctified imagination. Here's the king. He doesn't know what the prophet's doing. He said, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on the bow. Then Elisha laid his hands on the king's hands, which are on the bow. He said, now open the window towards the east, and he opened it. 
Then Elisha said, now pull back and shoot. Now remember, as he pulled back to shoot, the prophet's hands are on his hands. And he shot. And he said, this is the last prophecy of Elisha on earth. His last prophecy. He said, the Lord's arrow of victory, even the arrow of victory over Syria, for you will defeat the Syrians at Aphek until you have destroyed them. End of prophecy. Now here's the king. He shot the arrow. And now we move on to act two. Then he said, now take the arrows that are remaining in your hand. Now I have arrows with me today. You can breathe easy. I don't have a bow. But I have arrows. Because I want you to see this. I want you to picture it. I have six arrows here, and I believe that he had six arrows based on what the prophet said. He said, now take the arrows in your hand, just like this. And he said to Joash, he said, strike the ground, and he struck it three times, bang, 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 and stopped. Now look what the prophet's response. He said, it says, the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria until you would have destroyed it. But now you shall strike Syria only three times. The implication being you're not going to fulfill the full prophecy that you would totally destroy Syria because you didn't seize the word. The word didn't move your faith like I was hoping. It would. Now, I'm going to explain this odd scenario to you as I bring this word. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. And I just pray that, Lord, you will move this congregation this year into a new level of faith and response to your word. And I pray you will take this story that you put in the word of God for us, for today, that we would learn from it and be encouraged by it, and it would change us and rearrange us and renew our minds and stoke our faith for a stronger day. And I pray that you will make it real to us, Lord. Speak right to us, Holy Spirit, I pray. Now, will you breathe a prayer, church, and say, I open my mind and heart to the Word of God. Speak to me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. During the reign of King Joash, who was the one involved in this story, Israel had experienced continual conflict with Syria. Syria had just been a thorn in the flesh of Israel, harassing them all the time, doing what the devil does to people. The Syrians had plundered them, stolen from them, threatened them, oppressed them, and generally made life miserable for them. And when you read about an Old Testament enemy of God's people, it's always a type and shadow of the devil. Because isn't that what the devil does? Plunders us, steals from us, threatens us, make, tries to make life miserable for us if we let him get by with it. He came to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus said. Now, with that in mind, Elisha had been a prophet in Israel for decades. Remember, Elisha was the one raised up by Elijah. 
Elijah had called Elisha to follow him, and Elisha served him many years. And when Elijah was taken up into glory by the chariots of fire, it was Elisha who said, I see it, that you know, the chariots of fire, the horsemen of Israel, I see it, Elijah. And you remember the mantle fell from Elijah onto Elisha, and he picked up the mantle. And we know from the Bible that Elijah had performed seven great outstanding miracles in his life, and Elisha performed 14 because he had prayed for a double portion. The 14th miracle was after he was dead. His dry bones were in a cave. And a dead man was thrown into the cave, and when his dead body hit the bones, he was resurrected as if God was saying, hey, even if you die, I'm still going to answer your prayers. Because he answered the prayer, his promise to a man, even after he was gone. So your prayers outlive you. That's another message. Now, here's the deal. Several kings had learned to lean on Elisha because he was the great man. He was the mighty prophet. He was the unassailable prophet of Israel for all these years. And the kings that he served under knew that he had the mind of God and knew that he performed miracles of God. He was God's man of faith and power for that hour. He really was. There was no one like him on earth, no one like Elisha. And so uh, the kings had learned to lean on him. Now here's Joash. Joash, we know from the Bible, at this time, when Elisha's about to die, was a backslidden king. He started out strong and ended weak. He started out well and ended badly. He had drifted away from God. And now all of a sudden, his security blanket, Elisha, is about to die. And he's freaking out about it. He doesn't want to hear this. Because I'm leaning on you, Elisha. I know that if an enemy comes against us, you'll have the mind of God. We'll know what to do. You'll help us. And what are we going to do, Elisha, without you? How are we going to get by? How will we survive? So he calls for the prophet. He says, please come see me. And when Elisha walks in the room, he says, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. Now, what he was saying there is, Elisha, that's what you said when Elijah was taken up. You said that, and I'm repeating you, and in repeating you, I'm acknowledging that I know that when your mentor was taken up into heaven, the mantle fell on you, and you're the man. You're the man, and I'm acknowledging, and I'm letting you know by what I've said that I don't know what I'm going to do without you because you are the prophet. What I like about Elisha is he brushes these accolades aside. He didn't even acknowledge what he said. And he said, I want you to grab a bow and some arrows. And here's Joash, all upset, all emotional. And the prophet says, grab a bow and some arrows. What does that have to do with anything? That's like out of context. Like what? I'm here to mourn over you. Elisha doesn't want mourning. He knows where he's going. So he says, I want you to grab a bow and some arrows because I'm about to prophesy to you. And I want to give you what we could call a living illustration, sort of a prophetic show and tell. I'm going to get a bow in your hand and some arrows, and I'm going to do a living illustration with you so that you don't forget the word of God that is about to come to you. So grab the bow and some arrows. And this was very common with Old Testament people. They always acted out. They would act out truth or act out 
a prophecy. Like you remember when Samuel knew that the kingdom had been taken away from King Saul. It says Samuel tore his clothes as a living illustration of the fact that the kingdom had been torn away from Saul. Living illustration. The prophet Hosea married a promiscuous woman as a living illustration that Israel had become spiritually promiscuous and had forsaken God. And so he married a promiscuous woman who was unfaithful to him as a living illustration of how Israel had been unfaithful to God. So there you got a living illustration, a show and tell. That's the way they did things. So now Elisha is about to do a living illustration. So he says to Joash, take the bow, and he says, I want you to go to the eastern window, because the eastern window was the direction of Syria. They're tormentors. He then places his own hand on the king's hand. As the king holds the bow, his hand is on the king's hand. He tells him to shoot the arrow towards Syria. He pulls back and lets it fly. King Joash does this as a living illustration of a spiritual truth. Because as soon as he shot that arrow, he prophesied his last prophecy on earth. And he said, the Lord's arrow of victory, even the arrow of victory over Syria for you, Joash, will defeat the Syrians at Aphek until, now listen to the promise, until you have totally destroyed them. You're not going to hurt them. You're not just going to wound them. But Joash, God's hand is on you to totally take them out, to destroy, to totally, utterly, completely, consummately defeat your tormentors. Now, he's saying something extremely significant here to this king. First, that King Joash himself has been called of God to utterly destroy the Syrians. Joash is hearing a prophecy from the mighty prophet that this is the call of God on your life. This is your destiny. This is your purpose. You are anointed and appointed, Joash, to bring down the Syrians. And on top of that, you don't need to worry that I'm not going to be here. You don't need to worry that Elisha is not going to be here. Because listen, God is with you. God is with you. Now, Joash, like I said, he's backslidden. He knows he hasn't been walking with God like he should have. This is like a bolt out of the blue for him. Like, wow, you're kidding me. Me? My walk isn't what it ought to be. My talk isn't what it ought to be. I've kind of drifted from God way back when. I would have thought the call of God had left me. But no, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. You can't run from God. You can't hide from God. You can't duck from God. He's going to find you. So the message of the prophet is there's an anointing on your life, O king. You are anointed by God, and I don't have to be here for it to happen because God is with you. It was a word of destiny. It was a word of encouragement. It was a word requiring faith on the king's part because when God speaks to us, we are to respond in faith and obedience. So that was the significance of the prophet's hand being on his hand. It was the living illustration. As my hand, Joash, is on your hand, so will God's hand be with your hand when you fire the arrows in the battle and get total victory. 
Now, can I tell you something today, church? I came with a word today. God's hand is on your hand. God is with you. If you're a blood-bought child of God filled with the Spirit and you know that Jesus is your Savior, then God is with you. Not just a famous preacher, not just some famous evangelist, but you. God is with you. His hand is upon you. He's going to help you. i got to tell you the truth today. If I woke up tomorrow morning and God said, you know, Jeff, I'm done I'm done with you being a pastor. I'm not with you anymore to do that. I would beat you out the door. Because I'm here because I believe that God is with me. I was praying last week. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Don't you love it when you're not really seeking a word and suddenly that still small voice just says something to you right out of the blue. And I was praying. And God said to me, Jeff, I'm with you. Then he said, be bold and be brave And don't fear the face of men. I want you to preach my word, and I'm with you. It doesn't matter if anybody else is with you if I'm with you. If God be with us, who can be against us? If God be with us, who can be against us? So I want you to say with me something today here in church. Say with me right now, God is with me. Now I want you to say it one more time like you're the one preaching and I'm not. Are you ready? One, two, three. God is with me. Do you believe that? If God be for us, who can be against us? The Lord is with you in what you do. There's a call of God on the church of Jesus Christ. When we got saved, we didn't just get a ticket to ride to heaven one day. But we were called. We were anointed and appointed. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a called out people. Why? That you may show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. There is a call on you. If God's not with me, I'm not here, but I believe he's with me. And I can't tell you how I bank on that promise. I live on that promise. I lean on that promise. I preach on that promise. I trust in that promise. And I'm marching forward into 2016 based on that promise. God is with me. God's with every one of his children. And this was God's word to Joash. Here it was. I'm with you, Joash. Not just Elisha, but I'm with you. Now we go to Act 2. That's one living illustration. He went right into another one. And he said, now, Joash, while we're at it, I want you to grab all the arrows you've got. Now, he shot one. There were five left. He said, I want you to grab those arrows, Joash. Now, here's the king going, what's going on here? He says, Joash, I want you to take those arrows, and I want you to strike the ground. I want you to hit the ground with them. Now, you shoot arrows, so what's this strike the ground? The purpose behind this strange request was to test the king's faith. Now, I'm going to show you something. He had just been told that it was his calling and destiny to totally defeat his bitter enemy, the Syrians. He's just been told, you're going to totally rout them. You're going to totally defeat them. And he had been assured that God's hand was with him, whether Elisha was there or not. Now, the old prophet is using this command to strike the ground with the arrows to see just how much Joash really believed 
what he just heard. We might say that this command to strike the ground was like a spiritual thermometer that was about to test the temperature of Joash's faith. How could it test his faith? Because here's what Elisha knew and what I want us to all get today. He knew that real faith, Bible faith, produces action. He knew that real Bible faith moves you. James said, you can no more show me your works apart from your faith than I can show you my faith apart from my works. James is saying, I can't show you real Bible faith that does not result in action. If you've got real Bible faith, it's going to move your feet. It's going to move your hands. It's going to move your tongue. It's going to move your thoughts. It's going to move your life. You can't have passive Bible faith and not eventually be moved to action, to good works, to works of righteousness, to being involved in kingdom business. And then he says this, faith and works, works and faith, fit together hand in glove. You cannot separate one from the other. James says, if you say you have faith, we will know if it's genuine by whether or not it moves you to take action. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Elisha, James, and Jesus all knew that real faith will move your feet in the right direction, your hands to good works, your mind to godly thoughts, your mouth to faith-filled speech. Real Bible faith will shake you, rattle you, roll you, move you, change you. It'll set your feet into motion. You can't get born again and we can't tell. You can't get born again and we can't tell. See, people say, oh, yeah, I'm born again, and they're going off to the bars, and they're sleeping around, and they're doing this. And they, you weren't born again. You're not saved. Well, if you are, you're backslidden. Because, listen, listen, if you're born again, it'll show. If you're born again, people that knew you before, knew you when, and know you now are going to be going, what in the world happened to you? You're not smoking something. You're not drinking something. You're not snorting something. You're not shooting something. And yet, look at you. We didn't get a religion. We got a relationship with a living God who transforms us. I'm not preaching rehab. I'm not preaching a New Year's resolution. I'm not preaching turning over a new leaf. How important it is that we understand God's purpose and that we exercise our faith by daring to step out and reach for the vision He has planted within us. For me, there's hardly a sadder sight than somebody just drifting through life with no purpose, no goals, no motivation, just rolling along like a tumbleweed. Our God is a God of purpose and of the future. Well, don't go anywhere. Our announcer is going to be sharing some exciting things with you, so don't miss it. you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. 
These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111, or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now, or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Today's program is entitled, Vision. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.